0: Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Beam podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. And in this episode, I'm going to be reading and commenting on a piece from book number two, The Infinite Spark of Being, Ocean. The piece is titled The Passing of All Things. But before we get into all that, if you'd like to support the ongoing creation of The Infinite Spark of Being, there are multiple ways to do so, all of which can be found on the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. There is a donation link where you can either donate monthly through Patreon or a one-time fee for whatever amount through Venmo. Um, Both of these things help me out greatly, and it is very much appreciated. There are also links to purchase apparel, prints, or one of the first two Infinite Spark of Being books. Third one is coming along nicely. I'm very, very happy with it personally. So here we are, the passing of all things. Let's get started. The spiritual path leads to our death, it is the preparation for letting go, letting go of this, letting go of them, and letting go of you. Peel it back till there's nothing left, nothing to hold on to, and nothing to grab at. Peel it back until the true nature of things is finally seen. Let go, then let go some more, as we quiet. As we become still, we begin to see the truth of the moment, of all phenomena, a dance, a field of constantly changing form. We see it as passing, a witness to it all, spaciously aware. Truth is stillness, equanimity, and quiet. Truth is the soft whisper of the way of things. Truth is the low hum of life itself the passing of all things. This piece is about the truth of the spiritual path, the truth that it's not so much about this life, but more about the death and what gets worked out before then. So let's look at the first part. Uh, The spiritual path leads to our death. It is the preparation for letting go, letting go of this, letting go of them, and letting go of you. Now, what I've found in my journey is that all paths, practices, and philosophies are about learning to uh, perceive the material world in such a way that it allows you to let go of it at the inevitable time of a bodily death. Um, all paths are basically thought exercises that allow us to see the material world, um, our thoughts and emotions especially, as passing phenomena. And as passing phenomena we see the nature of it and hopefully attach to it less. Um, these attachments and diversions that the mind is tangled up in will be pursued or avoided once this body expires. Um, now, these attachments and diversions aren't presenting the way the conscious mind thinks they are, but they are presented more um, vibrationally. Think of it this way. Uh, I'll use trauma as an example because it's extreme and it's easy, but if there's a trauma lodged in the mind stuck data so to speak the stimuli that triggers a response in the nervous system isn't exactly like the event that caused the trauma in the first place all it has to do is simply remind the mind of the event it has to simply smell like it or be vaguely similar remember the mind reminds the body how to feel now uh, pleasure works the same way the mind looks for things that are similar um, an example for me personally is that rock climbing at the rock gym scratches the same itch as jujitsu. It's not that the two activities are similar in an objective way But there's something about them that feels the same for me. It's it's just how it feels. It's a vibe as the kids say um, But that's the easy stuff, right? Um, the hard stuff is letting go of other people Part of understanding the nature of life, the nature of the mind, and thus the nature of reality itself is understanding uh, the nature of and the inevitability of death. Uh, And death is the ultimate letting go of ourselves, letting go of our identity, our corporeal relative small self. Um, Now, let's move on to the next portion. Um, Peel it back till there's nothing left nothing to hold on to, and nothing to grab at. Peel it back until the true nature of things is finally seen. Let go, then let go some more. So uh, this again speaks to understanding the nature of things, the impermanent nature of all phenomena. We find out that nothing has intrinsic value. We learn that nothing has built-in meaning. It's all empty, and... That is the ultimate nature of all things, emptiness, or you could also see it as pure potentiality. I know the emptiness thing is difficult for a lot of you, especially you uh, egocentric new age folks. Um, Emptiness in our culture is more of, um, it's like a a lack thing, but it's not lack, it's pure potentiality, a blank canvas, a blank sheet of paper, empty dry erase board. Um, Now, this goes for everything, whether it's love, material goods, anger, anything. Everything that you love and care for will cease to exist, and it's all completely impermanent, empty, and constantly changing. And I know this can seem bleak and depressing, But when we lean into it and become fearless, or when we march headlong into disappointment and leave hope behind, as Chilgum Trungpa would say, then we learn that there's freedom in that. We learn that we don't necessarily have to accept what we've all conspired to see as reality as a solid thing. Uh, We have a say in this, but first we need to peel it all back. It's like the Zen story of the professor that goes to visit the teacher in the monastery. The the teacher pours the professor a cup of tea, lets it overflow, and the professor says, hey, you're getting tea everywhere. The teacher replies, like this cup, you are already filled with your own ideas, and for anything else to fit in it, you'll need to empty yourself or let go of your ideas or maybe hold them a bit closer or looser, (laughs) Uh, you know whatever you got to do, whatever your karma is. But, you know, if we at least learn to let go of certain things and consider a different point of view, then we only benefit from it. Um, that's the hardest thing, you know, is learning to let go of what we believe to be factual or real or objectively real, which is something that gets said a lot in our culture right now, especially You know, I want to remind you as you're listening to this, for something to be objectively real, it has to be free of personal preferences, personal tastes, and opinions. And if you want to argue whether an object is an object or not, I know a lot of you want to be postmodern about this. I don't think you're ready for that because it eventually eats itself. Google Cargo Cult and talk to me then. So let's look at the next bit. Um, As we quiet, as we become still, we begin to see the truth of the moment of all phenomena, a dance, a field of constantly changing form. So uh, this quiet and stillness really addresses the nervous system, uh, how it gets more relaxed or quiet as we continue with the meditative practice. Um, as we learn or develop the habit of watching the mind rather than being so involved in it, we become less reactive through what we could grossly and clinically call dual attention stimulus, which is basically noticing thought, then bringing attention back down into the breath, um, I'm going to do an episode on meditation. I feel like I got to go back over that. And I'm also going to be doing a journal episode on what I do, uh, the trauma treatment that I do at work. Um, I'm going to do an episode on that, or at least a journal and try to maybe offer it to some of you. Um, anyway, uh, so Uh, you know, as we learn or practice watching the mind, we really start to see how all phenomena just kind of rises up, then recedes. And this isn't just the internal phenomena, but also external, which is really internal anyway, when you think about it. Uh, But it's really just a nice uh, thing to keep in mind, right? That all external is also internal. Um, but it's really just a constantly changing field of form that it just dances across the screen, you know? Um, so this next part, we see it as passing a witness to it all, spaciously aware. Truth is stillness, equanimity, and quiet. Truth is the soft whisper of the way of things. Truth is the hum of life itself, the passing of all things. So, Once we begin to uh, live more as a witness and less as the person that all of this is happening to, we begin to acquire space. I'll remind you of the Viktor Frankl quote between stimulus and response, there's a space, and a space lies our growth and our freedom. I'm sure that's not accurate, but you get the idea. Um, Without space in the mind, without witness, without awareness, we're too close to the mind to see it and change it. When we live so close to the mind, we begin to accept it as real. We begin to believe our mind and trust our thoughts. You know, um, it's uh, there's a saying first thought, wrong thought. Um, it's not always that the first thought is the wrong thought as much as it's Uh, that the first thought is the habitual thought, the thought that the mind always thinks. And if we have a habit of going with that thought, believing that that thought uh, is real, then we stay in a cycle where, uh, you know, we kind of get stuck with that way of thinking, where we believe that it's real. And that doesn't allow for the growth that Viktor Frankl is talking about. We accept the algorithm of the mind rather than attempting to change the algorithm. Um, That algorithm is our entire experience of life. The subconscious mind presents life to us, it presents phenomena to us, how we see it and process it, how our minds categorize it. It's all the mind, whether it's thoughts, feelings, it's all processed by the mind. pleasure pain all of it is the mind that's why the witness consciousness cultivated through the practice of meditation is so vitally important um i'm gonna read it through again uh, top to bottom now that i've given all of this commentary so that maybe you can hear it a bit differently or maybe you got it the first time i don't know but i'm gonna read it again the spiritual path leads to our death it is the preparation for letting go Letting go of this, letting go of them, and letting go of you. Peel it back till there's nothing left, nothing to hold on to and nothing to grab at. Peel it back until the true nature of things is finally seen. Let go, then let go some more. As we quiet, as we become still, we begin to see the truth of the moment, of all phenomena, a dance a field of constantly changing form. We see it as passing, a witness to it all, spaciously aware. Truth is stillness, equanimity, and quiet. Truth is the soft whisper of the way of things. Truth is the low hum of life itself, the passing of all things. So that's it for the reading of the piece titled The Passing of All Things from the Infinite Spark of Being, book titled ocean. Uh, My intention, as always, is to be clear and give you something to think about, something to consider. And again, if you'd like to support this thing that I call the Infinite Spark of Being, you can do that through the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com, by purchasing books, prints, apparel, or through a one-time attaboy donation through Venmo, or a monthly donation through Patreon. I'm sorry this has been so sparse. Um, My work has been a little crazy, not crazy, but just a lot of hours. Um, I've been putting in extra time, uh, doing trauma stuff with people privately as well. So it's just been a lot. Um, thanks for sticking it out with me. Um, I hope those journal episodes are fun. I like doing it. They're easier to do. They're not as focused and I can get a bit, you know, rambling. Not that I don't on here too, but Anyway, remember uh kids, we know each other. We've been doing this forever. We are old friends reach out door.